Are you ready to make 2017 the year you transform your life? You can wait for something to happen or you're actually going to decide to go, go home after this weekend to do something about that. We all know that we have a very, very limited amount of time on this earth. So let's not have repeated years. Live your own life. Make the choice, make the decision for your own life. Fear is where you develop courage. There's a moment going, holy crap, all right, I'm gonna do this now. The wellness breakthrough is coming. And so you actually have that choice every single morning, every single day, every single moment to decide whether you're gonna live it to the fullest or not. Join myself, Marcus Pierce, and the wellness guys, Damien Christoph, Lawrence Tam, and Brett Hill for two nights and three days of transformation at the country place. 10 acres of breathtaking rainforest in the Dandenong Ranges of Victoria, February 17 to 19. It's each and every single one of you are gonna support each other in your journey, whatever that journey is. Couples discounts available, limited spots remaining for all information and to watch the spine chilling video, go to thewellnessbreakthrough.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Sit back, light the fire, kick your shoes off, because it's time for That Paleo Show with your favorite caveman, Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Brett Hill, and this week I'm joined by a passionate paleovore. She's been doing it for over three years now. She's in uh, she was in Florida. She's now in Oregon. She's a vlog blogger, a fitness model, and a certified nutritional health coach. She sa- shares this passion with her husband for healthy paleo meals. Welcome to the show, Jamie Brazy. Thank you, Brett. Thank you for having me. My absolute pleasure. I'm really excited to have a chat today. I've, I've browsed all through your website, and it looks like you're doing some great stuff. So I'm really excited to share with you and talk to you about your journey and, and why you've gotten into this and why you do things the way you do. So um, let's start right back at the start, Jamie. How did you discover Paleo? So I started working at a health food store back in Florida, and that's when I kind of started getting into health in general. And my, since I, you know, like to eat meat and um, I was already gluten-free, I looked more into the paleo diet and we started buying some books. And uh, that's basically how we got started. We kind of just went full force into it. And um, we have been paleo for about over four years now. So we haven't changed it, and we've been that way ever since. <laughs> nice. So, it's a pretty easy introduction for you by the sound of it. I mean, was that based yeah. on stuff that you'd heard? Were there people coming to the health shop talking about the paleo diet, or had you read books, or just, you know, how did you heard about it in the media? How did you come across it in the first place? So, we actually were vegetarian at first, um, just because we didn't know a whole lot, and we thought, well, this must be the healthiest thing. That's what everyone was doing at the time, and... 
one day I told my husband, I'm like, I want chicken so bad. And so we decided we wanted to try chicken again. And we felt so great. And we're like, oh my gosh, we really need these amino acids, iron, protein, all that. So um, because we we're so into a healthy lifestyle, we started looking up um, different lifestyle diets. Um, and paleo had come up when we started looking it up. And so we're like, well, let's buy a book or two and just kind of read about it and see what we think. So um, our first book was actually Practical Paleo by Diane Sanfilippo. Yeah. And so that got us right into it. And we were, you know, full on just so excited about it and started applying it almost immediately. Um, And we felt so good. We noticed such a huge difference in our energy. Um, And just the way we felt after each meal was uh, a clean, almost like a clean high feeling, Mm. (laughs) getting all those nutrients again. And um, we've just always been into health. We always worked out together, but we weren't as into the diet aspect. So once we got into that, we were, um, you know, totally hooked on it. And that's basically how we got started. Nothing too crazy, but... So it's interesting, you know, it seems there's so many people in the paleo world who started off as either vegan or vegetarian. It <laughs> yeah. comes up all the time on these podcasts. So was your decision to go vegan, you know, you sort of said it was it was just a, you know, you thought that might have been the healthiest way to go. Was there any right. sort of ethical considerations? Were there any other reasons that you decided vegan might be the way to go, for, or sorry, vegetarian might be the way for, to go for you at that early stage? Um, You know, we always bought organic, even when we did eat meat, so... It wasn't because we know that ethically organic pasture-raised grass-fed, um, you know, meats are, are ethical. So, um, it wasn't so much that, but the fact that we really just did not know much and had no idea paleo even existed. Um, and we were just basically eating a lot of produce and juices and, um, I don't know, we just kind of felt like we needed some meat in our diet. We needed that iron and protein and uh, all those minerals and amino acids. So when we looked it up and found out about paleo, we figured, well, this is going to be a lot better, you know, and um, also doing research on those organic pasture-raised grass-fed meats and how they actually are um, much more ethical than we thought. So Yeah. I think that is a big surprise for people and, and, you know, we've interviewed people on some of our podcast shows like Alan Savore who talks about, you know, the, the health benefits for the planet of having animals and how you yeah. know, we're not designed to have monocultures in, our, you know, in nature. We don't have monocultures anywhere. You know, it, it's a balance right. between plants and animals and how important that is and uh, it's really fascinating once you start delving into that, isn't it? Oh, so fascinating. I um. I recently wrote an article about that and how grazing animals actually play a big role in helping our, you know, environment and our ecosystem and how, you know, move grazing and, you know, moving the herd, moving around the grass and uh, to basically tilling the soil and, uh, you know, fertilizing it. And um, it actually plays a really big role in um, having in preventing desertification um so it's it's very interesting and yeah yeah it's fascinating isn't it so you guys moved into more of a paleo way of living and and obviously you said you noticed some changes in terms of your energy um were there any other big changes that you noticed or even little changes that you noticed as you moved from vegetarian towards a paleo lifestyle oh definitely so obviously energy is a big one i feel like that's one of the things people notice when they change their lifestyle or diet um 
But I also had really bad acne in high school, um, and I covered it up with makeup, and that obviously is not good either. Um, And so once I started changing my diet, especially going uh, grain-free and dairy-free, I noticed my skin became so much more clear, and I hardly have to wear as much makeup anymore, and it's it's great. Um, So I definitely noticed external things as and internal. I had grown up with sports-induced asthma, so I would have trouble breathing a lot when I worked out, and I definitely noticed a difference in that as well. I used to have an inhaler. I don't anymore, Um, and I was never really overweight. I just, when I was younger, I used to work out a lot. I used to be in sports, but I never applied the diet, and now over time, I'm learning that is the most important part. That's 80% of it, so... um, Definitely my skin, my energy, my asthma, my allergies got so much better. I actually have so many food-based allergies. It's crazy. Um, You know, apples, anything raw, basically, apples, carrots, raw nuts, celery. It's It was horrible. And actually, just this past year, I've been able to eat apples again. Um, I can have most nuts. And, yeah, I'm definitely seeing a difference in all that, too, so... That's so good and that's so interesting because so many of those allergies are on the rise and, you know, people are saying, yeah. why Why is this happening? <clears throat> um, you know, why are so many people suffering from these allergies? And, uh, and, you know, suggesting all sorts of external causes and often not looking that, you know, maybe some of those internal causes and what we put right. into our body might be linked to that. Exactly. That's the biggest factor for sure. And uh, it's all, I mean, for me, I'm assuming it's an autoimmune issue. And over time, healing my gut by avoiding inflammatory foods um, and being paleo has helped tremendously. I think it's definitely important to heal your gut um, to help prevent those those things from happening or to um, improve them. So. And so, Jamie, you're also a fitness model. Um, so, obviously, you know, you're very fit. Um, you know, you, you look very healthy. Um, but you obviously do a fair bit of w- uh, working out as a result of that as well and as part of your lifestyle. So, how did you find in terms of your exercise, um, you know, what changes did you notice when you started transitioning towards a more paleo lifestyle? Oh, for sure. Um, so, one of the biggest changes was my endurance. Um, I could go a lot longer. But, you know, it's crazy. I've noticed that... Um, by applying a really healthy diet, I don't have to work out as much. So I work out a couple times a week, three, four times a week versus back in high school when I was younger, I'd work out almost every day. And I see even more results now working out less and eating paleo than eating horrible and working out a lot more. So um, definitely noticing the results and having an improvement of my endurance uh, has been probably the two biggest things Um, and not having to work out as often as I used to because I eat a lot of healthy fats and you know that keeps my metabolism going and and I still feel energized and strong every time I do work out so um, it's been nothing but a benefit of changing my diet to help my workout you know. Perfect. And have you found that as you've started learning more and researching more about sort of a paleo or a primal lifestyle, that it's also, you know, you've started to make changes in terms of the way you exercise as well? Oh, definitely. Um, I changed into more of calisthenics, body weight exercising. I don't do long distance running. Um, I mostly do calisthenics. That's really about 
all I do. If I do cardio, it's super long walks um, because I just feel my body likes walking for a long distance more than running. I will do sprints um, about once a week, but they're really short term. Um, so it kind of just do calisthenics for the most part. And I noticed more results than before than killing my body with a ton of cardio and then replenishing it with unhealthy carbs, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So you've gone on this journey with your husband, which I think is great. And and it sounds like you both made the decision together, which generally makes the whole process a whole lot easier. Oh, Um, so much easier. (laughs) How did he go with the transition, transitioning back from uh, vegetarian to paleo? Um, I think, oh, well, actually, my husband grew up with IBS and GERD, so he experienced a lot of digestive problems, which got a little bit better over time, like when we went gluten-free, but going full-on paleo, he has literally had no issues with his gut at all anymore, so that is a huge step for him. That was really his biggest and only problem, Um, and it changed very quickly, and he has not had any problems since. Um, so getting on a good probiotic helped too, but yeah. changing his diet to paleo uh, basically, I don't want to say cured, but um, improved his GERD and IBS that he had as a kid. So, And so in terms of exercise, what sort of stuff does he do? Does he join you with your calisthenics style workouts, or does he do different stuff? Yeah, sometimes we will do it together, but because of our scheduling, he does his own thing, um, and he does all calisthenics as well. He does a lot of um, lifting and and moving around at work, so um, I believe he does his a couple days a week in the mornings. I'm not really around for it because our schedule is different, but I know for sure he does do a lot of body weight and calisthenics as well. That's our preferred method. That sounds great. So, I've been reading around on your website, Jane. There's a couple of really interesting articles I was looking at there. One of them was about why you stopped drinking kombucha. Um, Now, that's obviously something that lots of people in the paleo world have been getting into and wanting to improve their gut health. So, tell us about that. Yeah, totally. So, I drank kombucha for quite a few years and I love it. I'm not against it or anything, but – and it's great for you. It has a lot of good probiotics and enzymes, um, but – I noticed that I was always bloated after I would drink one and I always blamed it on other things or maybe it's this or that because I loved kombucha so much and oh well it's so good for you how could it be that you know and after a while I'm like you know what I'm just gonna see if this is what it is because it seemed to be the constant um, of when I would get bloated and I also was experiencing acne again and I didn't understand what was going on so I figure, well, simplest thing to do is start cutting out things that have been constant um, when this is happening to me. So I cut that out, and I noticed almost immediate results. And although kombucha obviously is not bad for you, it just there's a lot of one type of bacteria and yeast. There's yeast, and, and apparently I was having some candida issues. So I was feeding that candida by drinking one every day. And um, when I quit, it improved it, my digestion and everything almost instantly. So <clears throat> now, you know, I'll have one every so often because they are still good for you. But I learned that, you know, excess of anything is never, you know, too good. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I'm, I think I think I've done 
done a similar thing and, and cut back on it, how much kombucha I was drinking because I was having it every day as well. And uh, yeah. And one of the reasons for that, I had a great conversation with uh, Kirsty Worth, who's a lady here in Adelaide who has a company called Cultured Wellness, and she knows a lot about this sort of stuff. Oh, and, nice. and also with one of my friends, Damien Christoph, who's my co-host on one of my other podcast shows, The Wellness Guys. And, and they were talking about how you know you need that balance in your body and you need you know it's like an ecosystem in your gut and you need to do different yeah. sorts of bacteria is really important but also that for some people if they haven't prepared and healed their gut first then actually the kombucha can be detrimental rather than beneficial and that you need to really heal your gut and seal the lining first and get everything back on track before introducing those sort of kombuchas and those sort of things as well which i found exactly. fascinating yeah, definitely. And I think the carbonation can cause some irritation too to uh, your intestines if you're not, you know, all healed from if you had leaky gut before. Um, but I also think it was a yeast thing for me. Um, and since I've stayed away from yeast, it's helped tremendously. So we still get them every once in a while. Sometimes we'll split it. But before, you know, I would have almost Sometimes I'd have two a day. So um, I definitely learned my lesson that <laughs> moderation is key. Yeah, perfect. So just you know, looking around your website, one of the other articles that I stumbled across was about eating healthy on a budget. And I know that that's a big one for people as they transition to a paleo lifestyle is that sometimes sure. they find that there are some things that are more expensive and, you know, if you're choosing organic, if you're having grass-fed meats particularly, um, you know, if you're having organic nuts, then some of those things can be quite expensive um, and you sort of sometimes need to find other ways to save as you're doing this as well. Um, so, right. what are your tips for people who are wanting to, to budget whilst they're doing their paleo lifestyle? Absolutely. Um, so, one of the things I think is important is obviously organic, grass-fed, pasture-raised, all those things are of the utmost importance. But if you are on a really tight budget and you want to go paleo, buying the meat and the veggies and all that, if it's not necessarily organic, it's still healthier than eating cereals and pastas and, uh, you know, super like canola oil and super processed foods. It's still healthier than that. So if you have to start off with not everything organic and, and exactly how you want it to be. That is still so much better for you than than the way, you know, with all the processed foods, the way you might have been eating before. So I always recommend kind of easing into it that way. And to look at the sales because it can be really surprising that most people will walk right past an organic section just assuming it's going to be so much more money than they thought and go to conventional, but maybe there's a, they're having a sale on their avocados that day and happen to be the same price or less than the conventional. So I think it's important to do your research, check the sales, um, coupons, and if you can't totally start organic, that's all right. Um, and even if you can grow some food, um, some people don't have a backyard, but you could do a little raised bed or even herbs in your window or just anything that you can um, not only helps with sustainability, but uh, also your, you know, budget. So um, community gardens are really great. There's a lot of those around where I live right now. Um, and if there isn't one, a lot of people will start one or if you get around your community and, and see if everyone's on the same page and get one going, that can be really helpful too. So um, those are just a few things I think are really important to know when you are trying to go paleo and are concerned about, you know, money and yeah. buying everything organic can be a little expensive, but 
it doesn't always have to be that way. That's perfect. And I think it's a great reminder, Jamie, that, that you know, better is still better. You know, you, you don't yeah. have to be doing everything absolutely perfectly. That, you know, if you're making changes, they're, they're still changes, they're still improvements. As you said, you know, if you go from having some, you know, breakfast cereal in the morning that's full of sugar to having some eggs in the morning, even if they're not right. the best perfect eggs, you know, top of the line, you know, you're still making a step in the right direction. And then that's still, you're still going to get some benefits from doing that. Exactly. Exactly. I completely agree. <laughs> um, and one of the things you've spoken about a lot on your website is the skin, Jamie, I guess, because that's been a big part of your journey. And I guess as a fitness model, probably something that's really important yeah. to you is, you know, is keeping that skin nice and healthy and glowing and free from blemishes and all those sort of things. And I know that, you know, for a lot of people, um, you know, that's a big part of their journey. And for a lot of people, that's why they've gotten into doing paleo and trying paleo. So what are your tips for people wanting to look after their skin when they're doing a paleo lifestyle? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, if you, people don't know, your skin is your largest organ and it is just as important as everything else in your body. And when you're having problems with your skin, like you said earlier, a lot of it can be internal. So changing your diet for one is going to help tremendously, but also changing your skincare products is so important. Um, especially your makeup. It's unbelievable. If you're a woman, (laughs) um, you know, how much chemicals are in all these skincare products and makeup and a lot of it is not regulated. So, um, you know, switching your skincare products to organic or even just paraben-free, sulfate-free. Reading the ingredients is so important. If you can't pronounce it, do not get it. It's just as important to read the ingredients on your skincare as it is your ingredients on your food labels. So, um, you know, what you put on your skin goes straight into the bloodstream. It doesn't even have to go through the digestive system. So it is affecting you internally as well. Um, so switching your skincare, which I do, um, share some of my favorite brands on my blog, but, um, that was a big one for me. I noticed a huge difference. And even with some of the makeup that I used to use, you're also breathing that in as you're putting it on and it is just, it can be so harmful and there's so many awful chemicals. So I actually switched to a brand called mineral fusion and, um, a lot of it has, you know, superfoods and antioxidants and uh, mineral-based ingredients versus chemicals. So that is a really important one for me. I really love doing like lemon water in the morning just to cleanse your body. As long as you're cleansing, eating cleansing foods, um, it will really show in your skin too because, you know, you're detoxing and you're cleansing and you're keeping all the bad stuff out. And that does show in your skin if you have a buildup of, of toxins. So that is very important to me. Yeah, it's so important. I think what you're saying about the, the makeup, you know, we've spoken about that on our show a number of times and it's just amazing. You know, my, my partner Steph is a wellness photographer and she only uses, oh. you know, the really top-notch, organic, free-from-chemicals makeup. And when you start looking at what's actually in those makeups and what people put onto their skin, it's phenomenal. And, and the, how unregulated that industry is and the, the ingredients and the chemicals that people are just plastering all over their skin is, is quite right. scary, isn't it? It's, it's very scary. And when I started reading about it, um, I read, I actually read this book called Death by Rubber Duck. And it kind of goes over <clears throat> all the chemicals in not only makeup, but household things. Um, rubber Duck is, is a part of it because they talk about children's toys and things like that. But makeup was a huge one um, that I had read about. And it, it scared me to use better products, you know. Um, 
and it's a big part of your health. It's, it's all about the lifestyle and a balance, a complete rounded balance, not just what you eat, also getting adequate movement and using the best skincare products, you know, that you can afford. Um, I think it all goes hand in hand and it's all very important. So, yeah, it just makes sense, doesn't it? When you start thinking of your body like an ecosystem, you know, if you thought about your, your plant that you've got sitting on the shelf there and think, you know, I could be putting the best nutrients in it. I could be putting, you know, giving it lots of water, giving it great food, getting lots of sunlight. But if I'm then just plastering it with chemicals and spraying stuff over right. the top of it every day, like how healthy is it going to be? How well is it going to grow? You know, and it's the same with our body. It it does absorb in. It does end up in your bloodstream. So it's so important to consider. Definitely. Now, it's Thanksgiving over there, Jamie. Um, so, <laughs> you know, there's a big day for you guys over in the States. I feel honored that you've come onto the show today on Thanksgiving, oh, thank you. which is pretty incredible. Yeah. But I'd love to hear about how you do Thanksgiving. You know, do you have that as a, a cheat day? Do you just go hell for leather and eat whatever you want? Or do you stay strictly paleo on Thanksgiving or do you do something in between? Well, you know, it differs. Um, we've been non-traditional these past couple years. We haven't done a turkey, but... Um, our whole family is in Florida right now. So this is actually our first Thanksgiving, um, without family, but we're making the best of it. And we don't plan cheats or treat days. We just kind of each day goes by, we decide. So once we went out and we're looking for what we wanted to cook for Thanksgiving, we're like, Oh, you know, we're still going to be paleo for the most part because we just enjoy that food anyways. And we found a very convenient um, pasture-raised pork roast that's actually local, and it already had sage and cranberries marinating in the bag. So we just bought that. It's in the crock pot right now. We're so excited. Um, And then we have some seasonal squash. I think it's called red curry squash, and that's organic. We're going to have that on the side. Um, Now, the only treat or cheat I like to call them treats because it's just uh more lighthearted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um doesn't make you feel as guilty you know calling it a cheat but um we got a pie it's gluten-free and wheat-free and it does have some dairy but that's gonna be our treat for tonight <laughs> we're really excited pumpkin pie nice. um so it's it's somewhat healthy it's not totally paleo because there's rice and some dairy but um you got to indulge sometimes. Keep your m- mental health too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I've uh, my my kids' mum is uh, half American, and so Thanksgiving has been something we've done over here as well. And and yeah, my experience of Thanksgiving has always been just those treats, like everything, seemingly even the yes. savory stuff was covered in honey and sugar, and and then the oh, sweet yeah. stuff was like the pumpkin pie, the pecan pie, the, you know, just so, yeah. such decadent sweet stuff, so it's nice to see that you can still get a little bit of that experience, because I think in my head, that's like all Thanksgiving is, it's just kind of junk food, yeah. like it's, like, it's like eating desserts and treats, so it's good it that you totally can sort of balance is. that out a little bit. Oh, definitely. And it's really, it's especially out here um, in Oregon, there's a lot of healthy options. People are really with it um, here in Oregon. And you can almost always find what you're looking for in in a healthier option and it tastes just as good. So why not, you know? 
It's great now, isn't it? I mean, I think that's one of the things in the last few years that's really improved so much is the accessibility of healthier options and not just kind of healthier options that taste like cardboard, but where you can actually genuinely (laughs) go out and find something that's healthy but still tastes great Um, and even make yourself, you know, there's so many online resources now where you can go and just find great recipes that are healthy and taste good and I find that wonderful. Like I have these conversations with my kids all the time where I'm able to say to them, you know, we can have that. You know, but that's un- yeah. it's not as healthy. You know, and so if we eat that, we're going to enjoy it while we eat it, but maybe not enjoy it so much afterwards. Or we can have this one here, and this is healthy. We're going to enjoy it while we eat it, but it's going to make us feel really good afterwards too. And it's just so nice to have so many more of those options now, isn't it? Oh, it really is. And that's a huge example too is, is having children. I don't have any yet, but we would love to one day. And we think about that, you know, how wonderful it is that there is alternatives so that the kids do still feel involved and like they're not too different from the other other kids, you know, maybe in their school or whatever. But, yeah. you know, it tastes just as good and it's a healthier option. So... Well, Jamie, you know, you, you'll have to check out on my website my ebook called Nourish Without Nagging. Um, you can get that oh, on my absolutely. website, drbretthill.com. It's a free, oh, it's not a free, sorry, it's an ebook that's that's readily available now um, from the website. It's all about how to get kids to love to eat healthily. And I'm actually in the process of speaking to Primal Blueprint Publishing at the moment about getting that published into a hard copy as well, which would be really oh, exciting. Nice. So you'll have to keep an eye on that or, or get a copy of that and check it out, Jamie, because that'll be exactly what you're talking about, learning about how oh, to get like your definitely. kids to love eating healthy stuff and get them on board in the journey, which coincidentally happens to work really well for partners and parents and other people too. You can actually use the same tips and strategies, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So, um, now, now, you do some wellness coaching as well and some health coaching. So, you know, that might be good for your clients, Jamie. But but tell me about your coaching that you do and how you do that and um, and what sort of stuff you do. Is that, is that online? Is that in person? How does that work? So I do offer online services as well for those that aren't in the area. Um, and I try to, you know, help them as much as possible, if not the same as people in person. But I offer personal shopping trips. I offer um, meal planning and pantry makeovers and basically anything I can do to help, really. Consultations are free right now this month. And, um, yeah, and I specialize in paleo. So I know a lot of health coaches are pretty general. And, you know, I understand not everybody wants to be paleo. Maybe they have their reasons. Um, But I, I can't preach something I don't believe in. And so, you know, I specialize in that. And I feel that that's the best for for me to, you know, health coach as far as what I know. Um, and I recently became a health coach about six months ago. So I'm still pretty new. I'm trying to establish my name here in a new, in a new state since I moved. But um, yeah, so I basically help with personal shopping trips, meal planning, online services. I use Skype, email, um, and try to help people online as much as I do in person so perfect sounds great Jamie so if people want to find out more about you they can head to your website which is primalpickle.com it's a great name by the way I love it Um, thank you they can find you on Facebook under Jamie Brazy that's B-R-A-Z-I-E and Instagram and Twitter as Jamie Lynn Brazy uh, which is L-Y-N-N-Lin. Um, they can obviously find out all the details about you on their website, including your coaching, uh, as well as heaps of blogs with lots of great conversations and topics there as well. So thank you so much, Jamie, for coming on the show today. 
Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Brett. I really, really appreciate you having me. My pleasure. It's been fun. So, until next week, join the conversation on Facebook. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Join our newsletter list at thatpaleoshow.com and let's help grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Join us next week on That Paleo Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.